0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. Romance in Islam by Sheikh Abdul Rahman bin Abdul kareem al In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. Dear reader, Islam is a complete and integral divine religion and way of life. It has a complete code of ethics for a happy life and peaceful, tranquil life after death. Islam is a pure from all imperfections, defects, and blemishing effects. It is a perfect way of life. Any deviant or abnormal behavior observed in a Muslim should have no bearing on Islam, none whatsoever. The reason for such a deviation or bad behavior is due to ill knowledge of the faith itself or due to a weak faith that led to such deviant acts. It is unjust and unreasonable for Islam to be assessed or evaluated based on any individual's behavior and attitudes with the exception of the Prophet Muhammad who is the best example and role model. This book has been conceived, prepared, and designed by the Usul Center. All photos used in the book belong to the Usul Center. The center hereby permits all uh, Sunni Muslims to reprint and publish the book in any method and format on condition that 1. Acknowledgement of the Usul Center is clearly stated on all editions and 2. No alteration or amendment of the text is introduced without reference to the Usul Center in the case of reprinting this book the center strongly recommends maintaining high quality you may contact usul on zero zero nine six six five zero four 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 two five three two or you may also dial the land telephone zero zero nine six six one one four four five four nine zero let's start all praise be to god the lord of the world the creator of the heavens and earth and all creatures living in them may god grant peace and blessings to prophet muhammad who's god's final messenger whose message brought mercy to all mankind may he also give his blessings to all the prophets and messengers whom he sent to guide mankind out of darkness, and into light. At the Usul International Center for Islamic Advocacy, every new release that we produce gives us a great opportunity to interact with our readers. All our releases have the same overall objective to present Islam to mankind as it truly is. We aim to make people aware of Islam's final aspects and profound teachings, and to show clearly that it is the only faith that provides practical and effective solutions to all the problems faced by humanity. Islam gives clear and solid answers to all of the questions that have troubled people over many generations, such as how did we come into existence, and why do we exist, what happens after we die. Furthermore, Islam is the only religion that requires its followers to love and respect All the prophets God sent, particularly Moses and Jesus, peace be upon them both. We take great care to provide solid and rational proofs for our arguments so as to give our readers the reassurance they need and our releases also refute the accusations leveled against Islam and provide clarifications to people's misunderstandings of Islamic teachings. By God's grace, Islam is the fastest-growing religion in our time, as confirmed by a study undertaken by the Pew Research Center, and our motive is to make this great divine faith known to all people. This book, Romance in Islam, highlights the great importance Islam attaches to love. It shows that the love of God is the best and most noble love, and that when it is rooted in a person's heart, it sets that person's behavior on the right footing, purifies their emotions and feelings, and removes selfishness. A person who truly loves God extends feelings of love and compassion to all creatures, seeking nothing in return. After the love of God comes the love of Prophet Muhammad, may peace and a blessing be upon him, which should be pure and dedicated Uh, stronger than the love for one's children or of oneself. We love Prophet Muhammad because he was the one who guided us to know God and establish the true faith. The author makes clear that Islam is not merely a code of beliefs, rules, and moral values. It teaches Muslims to adopt the best manners in dealing with all creatures and attaches strong emphasis to love, compassion, gentleness, and noble behavior. The book also illustrates how Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon, elevated the status of women and ensured that under Islam, they should never suffer injustice. Women must be given all the respect due to them and never be harmed. We hope that readers will find this book useful in adding to their knowledge and understanding of Islam. Basil ibn Abdullah Al-Fozan, Executive Director. Footnote: The Future of the Global Muslim Population. Pew Research Center, 27 January 2011. It's available at uh, any at the link also you may access it in the site. This is the article that proves That Islam is the fastest growing religion. Introduction In this book, we will openly discuss issues that pertain to romance in Islam. It is important for anyone seeking insight into the religion of Islam that they understand that Islam is not simply a religion, it is a way of life. The Prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him was very keen to instill high moral character in his companions, and he himself lived by a high moral standard. God the Exalted says, There has certainly been for you in the messenger of Allah an excellent pattern for anyone whose hope is in Allah and the last day and who remembers Allah often. Quran chapter 33 verse 21. The good example the prophet left is a way of life which also touches on the sensitive side of a relationship between husband and wife. The best way to highlight this topic is by mentioning the various situations in which the prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him, displayed these beautiful manners. God the Exalted says about the prophet Muhammad, and indeed you are of a great moral character, Quran chapter. 68, verse 4, the Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings be upon him, conveyed the entire message that God revealed to him. He never withheld any portion of it, whether it was a public or a private in nature. Every action the Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon him, performed, every action the Prophet performed, statement he said, an approval he issued, are the legal grounds of Islamic judicial law. A Muslim believes that when they uphold the example of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they would achieve the pleasure of God and would be blessed with entry into the heavenly abode. God the Exalted says, Say, if you love God, follow me, and God will love you and forgive your sins. God is most forgiving and most merciful. Quran chapter 3, verse 31. The bond between Muslims and God is based on love. A Muslim performs all that he is instructed with and refrains from what he has been forbidden because of love. It is because of love that a person is able to go beyond base human desires and uphold an ethical code of manners that is based on mercy and affection towards others. One of the highest forms of love is when a believer favors the Prophet Muhammad may peace and blessing for Allah over himself and is able to uh, let go of worthy possessions for the sake of God. God the Exalted says, Say, O Muhammad, if your fathers, your sons, your brothers, your wives, your relatives, your relatives, the wealth which you have obtained, commerce wherein you fear decline, and the dwellings with which you are pleased are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger? (coughs) (coughs) i repeat the verse. Say, O Muhammad, if your fathers, your sons, your brothers, your wives, your relatives, the wealth which you have obtained, commerce wherein you fear decline, and the dwellings with which you are pleased, are more beloved to you than Allah and His Messenger and striving in His cause, then wait until Allah executes His command. And Allah does not guide the defiantly disobedient people. Quran chapter 9 verse 24. (coughs) Islam is not a religion of difficulty, rather it is a simple way of life. Everything that occurs in the course of a Muslim's life has a reference in Islam. As such, Islam not only propagates beliefs, judicial laws, and mannerisms, but it also touches on the final aspects of life such as character building and raising one's self-esteem. It also clarifies in detail how one is to behave with their family and those around them. In general, Islam guides a community to become civilized in all aspects. It is unbecoming of a believer to be civilized at certain times and uncivilized at other times. The Prophet, may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, Shall I not inform you of the true believer? He is one to whom people entrust their wealth and lives, and a Muslim is one from whom others feel safe from his physical and verbal abuse. As (coughs) Silsila General qualities of a passionate Muslim A passionate Muslim is also one who loves righteous deeds and tries their best to extend kindness to others without seeking any compensation. A passionate Muslim is also one who loves righteous deeds and tries their best to extend kindness to others without seeking any compensation. The Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said, Be happy with what God has provided you, and you shall be the richest of people. Love for others what you love for yourself. Love for others what you love for yourself, and you shall be a true Muslim. (laughs) Sahih al Jami'. A passionate Muslim is impartial when he deals with all people, even with his enemies. The Prophet, peace and a blessing, Allah be upon him, would always remind any army he sent forth do not kill any children, women, or the elderly. Do not cut down a tree, except one that impedes your movement. Do not mutilate or kill any animal, and do not behave deceitfully. A passionate Muslim is one who protects his environment and stands against any form of cruelty. The Prophet may peace and blessings be upon him, passed by a people who were about to brand a donkey on its face. And he, the Prophet said, has it not reached you that I have cursed anyone who brands a donkey on its face or hits it on its face? Abu Dawood. A passionate Muslim will not hunt simply for thrills. Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, We accompanied the Messenger of Allah, may peace and blessing fall upon him, on a trip, and we saw a bird with its hatchlings, and some of us took the hatchlings. The mother bird began searching frantically for them. When the Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, saw this, he said, Who has frightened this bird? Give it back its hatchlings. Abu Dawood. Similar to this incident is what the Prophet, may peace and a blessing Allah be upon him, said, Upon seeing an anthill that was set on fire, he said, Who burned this? The companions said, "We did, O Messenger of Allah." He, the Messenger of Allah, said, "It is not befitting for you to harm anything with fire, as this is the right of God alone." Abu Dawood. A passionate Muslim maintains and pre- perseveres. Sorry, a passionate Muslim maintains and, uh, and preserves public facilities and does not misuse them. It is prohibited for a Muslim to litter and leave trash in public places. It should be remembered that the uh, that the Prophet said, "Beware of the two accursed actions. Be beware of the two accursed actions. One who really one who relieves himself, one who relieves himself on a pathway used by people, or one who does so." In a shaded area. Abu Dawood. A passionate Muslim goes a step further. He removes harmful objects from the pathway of people. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said, removing harmful objects from the pathway of people is a charitable act. Abu Dawood. A passionate Muslim conserves resources that will maintain the health and well-being of the environment. The Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. may peace and blessing be upon him, said, Do not cut down a tree that bears fruit. Do not kill an animal without due reason and do not harm a believer. Abu Dawood, a passionate Muslim advocates for the protection of the environment, not only by word of mouth, but through action as well. The Prophet may peace and blessing be upon him, said, If the final hour is established, and one of you has a seedling in his hand, let him plant it, silsila. A passionate Muslim also conserves water. He conserves it and protects it from being rendered unusable. Jabur, may Allah be pleased with him, said the Prophet forbade that one urinate in a pool of stagnant water. Muslim, a passionate Muslim strives to provide water to every individual in need of it, it is unlawful for one to monopolize and sell these basic components of life. As the Prophet may peace and blessings be upon him said, "People are equal in three. People are equal in three: herbage, water, and fire. Herbage, water, and fire." Abu Dawud, a passionate Muslim, tries his best to conserve these three resources so that the Entire community can benefit from them. One should not waste them. For the, for the Prophet, may peace and blessing for Allah be upon him, said to Sa'ad, do not waste water, even if you are using water from a running river. Ahmed, the above points are a few of the beautiful, finer qualities of a Muslim strives to uphold. The above points are a few of the beautiful, finer qualities a Muslim strives to uphold. Upholding these qualities should, no, should would no doubt, upholding these qualities would no doubt increase one's faith, and make them a better Muslim. God, the Exalted, says in the Quran, in the meaning of which, say, if you love God, follow me, and God will love you and forgive your sins. God is most forgiving, and most merciful. Quran chapter 3 verse 31 this is the nature of islam it nourishes the soul and uplifts an individual from his base desires to become a passionate believer in god in this booklet we will only talk about one aspect related to passion passion towards women with the advent of islam the reign with the advent of islam the reign of oppression against women came to a sudden end women were elevated given rights and treated as equals to their male counterparts. This is exemplified in the words of the second caliph in Islam, Umar. May Allah be pleased with him. He said, by Allah, during the pre-Islamic era, we didn't regard women with any importance until Allah revealed what he had revealed and he granted them the rights they were granted. Bukhari, with the advent of Islam, the Prophet may peace and and, and a blessing for Allah, be upon him, openly conveyed the rights of women. He also mentioned that a man uh, would be favored in the sight of God because of his good ethical behavior and treatment towards his woman folk. The Prophet may peace and a blessing for Allah, be upon him, said, The best of you are the best to their woman folk." Sahih al Jami. In light of the Prophet's instructions, women held prestigious roles and were regarded highly. There are many narrations that speak of women's status in Islam. The Prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him, said, Treat women with kindness. Muslim. <coughs> he, the Prophet, also said, A noble person is one who would treat his family well, whereas an ignoble person is one who would ridicule them. Silsila. He, the Prophet, also said, Believers with the most complete faith are the ones who possess good manners and are kind to their families. Terminally, the Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, was very compassionate to any woman who approached him for help. Even when the elderly and mentally unstable woman came to him, even when the elderly and mentally unstable woman came to him, he went out his way to help them. Once a woman who was known to be mentally unstable sought the Prophet's help, and he gave her his complete attention and helped her muslim the prophet sallallahu encouraged that one raise their daughters or sisters in the best manner he said whoever raises two or three daughters or sisters until they get married he dies while raising them he will be in my company he will be in my company in heaven Targheeb, man made barriers and preferential systems were discontinued by islam Man-made barriers and preferential systems were discontinued by Islam. No longer was one considered of lesser on account of their skin color, ethnicity, language, uh, gender, or other features. The Prophet may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him made this very clear when the female caretaker of his mosque had passed away one night. When he found out, he was very upset as no one had informed him. He said, you should have informed me. He then proceeded to her grave and performed the funeral prayer on her, Ibn Majah. Islam views men and women as equal as they are charged with similar religious duties. The Prophet may peace and the blessing for upon him, said, "Woman compliment men, Abu Dawood. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, also said the best thing for a man is to get married to a pious woman, Muslim. One of the greatest sources of happiness for a man is to have a pious woman by his side. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, said four are from happiness. Four are from happiness. A pious woman, meaning a pious wife, a wide (coughs) living space. A pious woman, a wide living space, a good neighbor, and a comfortable ride or mount. The Prophet, uh, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, (coughs) considered marriage as the completion of half one's faith. The Prophet said, when a person gets married, he would have completed half of his faith. So let him fear Allah in the other half. (coughs) Sahih al jama The Prophet, may peace and blessing Allah be upon him, instructed Muslims to respect women as mothers. He ordered that one obey his mother and show her love and respect. Furthermore, it is an obligation upon her children to take care of her. This in itself is a great reason for one to be admitted into the heavenly garden. It has been said. The heavenly garden is sought through one's mother, i.e., by treating her well. Serving the mother takes precedence over serving the father. The Prophet, may peace and blessing of Allah be upon him, made this clear when a man asked him, O Messenger of Allah, who is the one most deserving of my companionship? The Prophet, peace be upon him, answered, Your mother. He then asked, Who is most deserving after her. He said, the Prophet, your mother. He then was asked, who is most deserving after her? Prophet Muhammad again said, your mother. <clears throat> then he was also asked, who is most deserving after her? Then the Prophet said, your father, Bukhari. The Prophet may peace and blessing for Allah be upon him instructed us to respect women as wives he informed his companions that he loved and respected his wife. When Amr bin al-As asked him, Who is the most beloved of all people to you? He said, Aisha. Speaking about his wife. Uh, may Allah be pleased with her. He then asked, I meant from among the men. He replied, her father. Meaning Abu Bakr. He asked, uh, then who? He replied, then Umar. Meaning Umar bin khattab May Allah be pleased with Abu Bakr. And Umar. (coughs) The Prophet also respected women as daughters. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, I have not seen anyone closer to the mannerism and character of the Prophet than Fatima, the daughter of the Prophet. Whenever she visited the Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, he stood up and embraced her, his daughter Fatima. He then directed her to sit in his place. Terminally, the Prophet, sallallahu in peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, treated woman in in this manner. The Prophet's high ethical code and manner of behavior is actually taken from the words of Allah, and live with them in kindness. For if you dislike them, perhaps you dislike a thing, and Allah makes therein much good. Quran chapter four verse nineteen. The Quran commentator Ibn Kathir, may Allah have mercy on him, Explain this passage by writing, speak to them in a respectful manner, treat them well and dress in a pleasing manner. Do for them what you would like them to do for you. Maintaining good manners is also highly rewarded. When the companions learned of this teaching, they made a point of upholding it. Ibn Abbas said, I indeed beautify myself for my wife, as i love her to do the same for me it is not befitting of me to seek all my rights from my wife for i would have to give her all her rights as well allah the exalted says they have rights equal to your rights upon them Quran, chapter 2 verse 228 a pious muslim will indeed be the kindest individual to his family imam ahmed may allah have mercy on his soul said my beloved son You will not achieve true happiness in your home except through ten things. Women love to be pampered and they enjoy, one and two, women love to be pampered and they enjoy that their husbands express feelings of love towards them. So do not become a miser in this regard. This is one and two. Three, women hate strict men but will readily respond to men who are kind towards them. So deal with your wife wisely, for this will bring about love and a sense of contentment between you both. Four, women love to see from their husbands what their husbands love to see from them. Dressing well and smelling good are among the things that a husband should practice. Five, the home is the kingdom of a woman where she should feel like a queen on a pedestal. Do not destroy that environment. For if you do, she will for if you do, she will harbor within herself feelings of enmity towards you even if she does not show it. Six. a woman enjoys the love of both her husband and her family. so do not make her choose between you and her family. If she chooses you in this situation, know that she will harbor hatred towards you thereafter. Seven. A woman is created from a curved rib, and this is the secret behind her, beauty and allurement. This is not a fault. So do not become harsh towards her if she makes a mistake, for this may lead to breaking that rib, which is divorce. Do not overlook her mistakes, but correct them in a good manner and a state. If you do not handle things gently, she would not listen to you thereafter. Eight. It is from the tendencies of women to forget the blessings extended towards them. One may show extreme kindness for a time, only for it to be forgotten. As well, if one makes a mistake once, they may say I have not seen any goodness from you. Do not allow this manner and, and trait do not allow this manner and trait and, and trait within her to cause you to hate her or abandon her. Indeed, if you dislike one quality within her, you will love many others. 9. A woman goes through periods of physical weakness and fatigue. It is during these times that Allah alleviates some of the duties due upon her, while others are due after that uh, period of weakness. Be devout towards her during this time and do not impose many tasks upon her. 10. Know that a woman is like a captive. Be kind towards her, and she will be the best thing a man can hope for during his life. Many women gave the same form of advice to their daughters. When the daughter of Um Iyas was married off to Amr bin Hajr, the king of Kinda, she said to her daughter, "My beloved daughter." I give you the following words of advice. Consider them as a reminder. My dear daughter, you have parted from an environment that you are accustomed to, to one that is unfamiliar to you. You will enter a home that is for that is foreign to you. You will enter a home that is foreign to you. Be kind towards your husband and he will be kind towards you. My beloved daughter, remember these important traits and you will have a successful relationship. One and two, be content with him and revere him. Three and four, always appear in the most beautiful manner before him and do not have any unpleasant odor. (coughs) Five and six, tend to him when he is about to sleep. And when he is hungry, (coughs) or attend to him when he is about to sleep. And when he is hungry, (coughs) tend to him or attend to him when he is about to sleep and when he is hungry. 7 and 8. Do not disobey him, nor expose his secrets. If you do that, then you will not be safe from his treachery. Do not appear happy when he is in distress and do not be sad when he is happy. <clears throat> From this advice, we can see the important place women have in Islam. This should effectively counter the ideas of anyone who claims women are oppressed in Islam. Dear reader, as you progress through this booklet, you will learn about the passion of the Prophet Muhammad. May peace and blessing Allah be upon him. Despite his many duties, he never forgot about the importance of raising a good family. In fact, he uh, in fact, he said, The best of you are those that are the best to their family. Terminally, this is the true scale by which people should be judged. The best to their families are the most beloved to Allah. Due to the Prophet's busy, difficult lifestyle, Allah the Exalted commanded him to give the choice to his wives to remain with him or leave him. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with him. The Prophet's wife said, The Prophet started with me and I said, I want to mention a matter to you. Do not rush and respond to me right away, but instead take your time and seek the counsel of your parents. The Prophet started with me and he said, I want to mention a matter to you. Do not rush and respond to me right away, but instead take your time and seek the counsel. Of your parents, Allah then revealed, O Prophet, say to your wives, If you should desire the worldly life and its adornment, then come, and I will provide for you and give you a gracious release. But if you should desire Allah and His Messenger and the home of the hereafter, then Allah has prepared for the doers of good among you a great reward. Quran chapter 33 verse 28. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, O Messenger of Allah, why shall I seek the counsel of my parents? I want Allah, His Messenger, and the next life. The same took place with the rest of the Prophet's wives as they all chose to remain with him, Muslim. This story indicates the love his wives had for him and how pleased they were with him. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, had no leverage to keep them captive but he allowed them to choose the course of life they wanted. The Prophet was married to nine wives, yet they all lived a blissful, peaceful, and romantic life with him. (coughs) The Prophet is indeed the greatest individual known throughout the course of our history. May May Allah's peace and blessing be upon him. The prophet is indeed the greatest individual known throughout the course of history as attested to by a number of impartial non-Muslims. One such impartial individual was Thomas Carlyle, the famous 19th century Scottish writer. He writes in his book, heroes, hero worship and the heroic in history. Let's listen to him. (coughs) But From an early age, he had been remarked as a thoughtful man. His companions named him Al-Amin, the faithful, the trustworthy, a man of truth and fidelity. But from an early age, he had been remarked as a thoughtful man. His companions named him Al-Amin, the faithful, a man of truth and fidelity, true in what he did, in what he spoke and thought, they noted that he always meant something. A man rather taciturn in speech. A man rather taciturn in speech. Silent when there was nothing to be said. But pertinent, wise, sincere when he did speak. Always throwing light on the matter. This is the only sort of speech worth speaking. Through life, we find him to have been regarded as... As an altogether solid, brotherly, genuine man, a serious, sincere character, yet amiable, cordial, companionable, uh, jocose, even a good laugh in him with all. Jocose, even a good laugh in him with all. There are men whose laugh is as untrue as anything about them, who cannot laugh. A spontaneous, passionate, yet just true meaning man, full of wild faculty, fire and light of wild worth, all all uncultured working out his life, takes in the depth of the desert there. They called him a prophet, you say, why he stood there face to face with them, here? Not enshrined in any mystery, visibly clouting his own cloak, cobbling his own shoes, fighting, counseling, ordering in the midst of them. They must have seen what kind of a man he was. Let him be called what ye like. No emperor with his tyras, no emperor with his tyras was obeyed as this man is in a cloak of his own clouting. During three and twenty years of rough actual trial, I find something of a veritable hero necessary for that of itself. Importance of recreational activities. Recreational activities of the companions Islam instructs a Muslim to live a balanced life. Therefore, it is important that one adopt a form of lawful recreation so that they do not become bored or lazy in their religious zeal. The Prophet may peace and blessings be upon him said, "There is a time for this and a time for that." Balancing life is a delicate matter. One must never become oblivious of God. During the early stages of Islam the companions of the Prophet thought that Islam was a serious religious or religion that had no room for recreational fun. Handala Handala al Hanafi said Abu Bakr met me and asked Who are you, O Handala? I dejectedly responded, Handala has become a hypocrite. Abu Bakr surprised by the response exclaimed subhanallah glory be to Allah or far removed is Allah from every imperfection this is the meaning of subhanallah far removed is Allah from every imperfection why do you say this speaking to handle why do you say this handle replied when we are with the messenger of Allah he reminds us of heaven and hell and it is as if we can see it with our own eyes but when we go back to our families, we busy ourselves with them and forget what he told us. Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, Truly, I experienced the same thing. So Abu Bakr and Hanfullah, may Allah be pleased with both of them, the companions, went to the Prophet to seek guidance in this matter. The Prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him, upon hearing what they were concerned with, said, by the one in whose hands is my life. If you were to remain in the same religious condition with your families as you are in my presence, angels would descend from the heavens to shake your hands. Oh, alhamdulillah, there is a time for this and a time for that. Muslim, this refers to dividing one's time properly and taking a break. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing fall upon him, went beyond this and taught Muslims that bringing happiness to their family and making them feel appreciated is not only a good act, but also one that is highly rewarded in the sight of God. The Prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him, said, anything that is not considered from the remembrance of Allah is a form of wasting time, except for four things. When one spends time with his family, when one trains a horse, when one competes in a race and when one learns to swim again anything that is not considered from anything that is not considered from the remembrance of Allah is a form of wasting time except for four things when one spends with his family when one trains a horse when one competes in a race and when one learns to swim sahih <coughs> al-jami The cultural perception on having fun was changed permanently when the companions saw the Messenger of Allah practicing what he preached. Jabir bin Samura, may Allah be pleased with him, said that the Messenger of Allah would not leave the place of prayer until sunrise. When the sun rose, people would converse among themselves. Sometimes they would Reminisce about pre-Islamic times, and the Prophet would smile. Muslim, the Prophet may peace and the blessing be upon him, also stressed the importance of taking a break, and even obligated people to take time off for themselves, whereby they could indulge in lawful recreation. Look at what the Prophet may the blessing and peace be upon him said to Abdullah bin Umar, O Abdullah. O Abdullah, I hear that you perform prayers throughout the night and fast throughout the days. He replied, Abdullah replied, Yes, that is true, O Messenger of Allah. The messenger said to him, Do not do this. Instead, fast sometimes and take a break uh, from fasting sometimes. Perform prayers at night, but also get rest during the night. For indeed, your body has a right over you. Your eyes have a right over you, your wife has a right over you, and your guests have a right over you, Bukhari. (coughs) The Wives of the Prophet and Recreational Fun The Messenger of Allah was keen to involve his family in recreational fun. When one does this, it would bring about a sense of love and respect among family members. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said The Prophet was sitting and he heard some noise from people and children outside There was a group of people gathered around some dancing Abyssinians He, the Prophet, said, O Aisha, come and see I put my cheek on his shoulder and looked through the gap He then asked, O Aisha, have you had enough? Have you had enough? I said, no just to see how much I meant to him. And I saw him shifting his weight from one foot to the other, i.e. he was tired from holding her up, but he was willing to stay as long as she wanted to watch the spectacle. In another report, Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said by Allah, I saw the Prophet standing at the door of my room. When some Abyssinians were playing the spears when some Abyssinians were playing with the spears in the mosque. The messenger of Allah screened me with his cloak so that I could watch the spear play over his shoulder. He stayed there for my sake until I had seen enough. Gayat al Maram. One, the Prophet would overlook certain things to please his family. Allah instilled within the Prophet Muhammad the highest ethical code of manners. The Prophet never hurt anyone's feelings and if this courtesy was displayed towards him, he overlooked it and did not become harsh towards that individual. Aisha said, the Messenger of Allah came to my house while two girls were singing. The Prophet lay down and turned his face to the other side. Abu Bakr came to me and said, The sound of Satan near the Prophet. The Messenger of Allah turned his face towards him and said, Leave them, Ibn Hubban. 2. The Messenger's desire to keep his family happy. Islamic guidelines dictate that a Muslim should be a jovial, good-spirited individual. Although this is the case, one should refrain from practical jokes that may cause distress to others. The Prophet was always very jovial with his family. Aisha said, I visited the Prophet. I visited the Prophet while he was at the house of Sauda, one of his wives, and I had brought with me some food that I had cooked. I said to Sauda, eat, but she refused. I then threatened her. Eat or else, I will take this food and smear it on your face. Aisha then dipped her hand in the sauce and smeared some on her face, on Sauda's face. With this, Sauda did the same. With this, Sauda did the same, and the Prophet laughed. silsila Three, the Prophet's laughter with his family. Laughing is a natural emotion. The Prophet would laugh at the jokes that his family made. He said, To smile in the face of your brother is a source of reward. Adab al-mufrad. Aisha said, O Messenger of Allah, If you were to go into a valley, And you saw a tree that was eaten from, And one that was not eaten from, Which one would you choose to tie your camel to? The Prophet responded, I would tie my camel to the tree that was not eaten from. Aisha was hinting that she was the only virgin wife that the Prophet had married, Bukhari. Issues of intimacy and compassion in Islam. Allah the Exalted says in the Quran, and of his signs is that he created for you from yourselves mates that you may find tranquility in them and he placed between you affection and he placed between you affection and mercy indeed in that are signs for a people who give thought quran chapter 30 verse 21 islam caters to the human side of things with which one is raised islam does not allow fulfilling one's sexual desire in an uncontrolled, animalistic manner. One Muslim author, uh, Muhammad Qutb, said, there is no problem with the issue of sex in Islam. Islam sets regulations through which one can satisfy his natural needs, among which his sexual desire, and does not prevent him from doing so. The regulations set in Islam regarding this topic are similar to bridges set over a stream. They do not block the stream, but instead they organize commuting back and forth. In this manner, other goals can be achieved, which could not have been achieved before the building of the bridge. This is exactly what Islam aims for in regards to man's sexual urge. It sets up regulations not to prevent and suppress them, but to... It sets up regulations not to prevent and suppress it, meaning the sexual urge, but to organize to organize it and regulate it for these are the boundaries and limits of Allah Allah the almighty says do not transgress the boundaries of Allah these are the boundaries that Allah sets as safe limits within which man can release that energy and with which goodness encompasses both individual and society the prophet May peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him. forbade that one discards the beauties of this life and live a life of exile. When one of his companions sought permission to become a celibate, he forbade it. In another narration, it states, three people came to the houses of the prophet, asking about the worship of the prophet. When they were informed of his worship, they saw it as little and said, we are Unlike the prophet, Allah has forgiven him his past and future sins. One of them said, as for me, I will continuously pray throughout the nights. The other said, I will continuously fast and not break it. And the last one said, I will not marry. The messenger, peace be upon him, or may peace and a blessing for Allah be upon him, came and asked, are you the ones who said this? Indeed, by Allah, I am the most pious and god fearing of you, but I fast and break it. I pray and take rest. I marry woman. Whoever does not adhere to my sunnah, my way, is not my follower. Muslim. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing of Allah be upon him, encourage that Muslims get married. He, peace be upon him, said, O youth, those of you who can afford to get married, then get married. It is morally uplifting and would protect one from fornication, Bukhari. The Prophet also informed Muslims that marriage is an act of worship. He said, when one of you approaches his family, it too is a charity, a deed worthy of reward. The companions asked, O Messenger of Allah, if one of us approaches his wife desiring her, Would he receive a reward because of that? The messenger of Allah replied, Won't a person earn sin for acting upon his desires in an unlawful manner? Similarly, when he approaches his desire in a lawful manner with his wife, he will be rewarded. Muslim The Compassion of the Prophet May peace and a blessing of Allah be upon him. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Here are some examples of the Prophet's compassion towards his family. One, the Prophet's loyalty to his family. The Prophet commanded Muslims to approach their wives whenever women stimulate their sexual desire as a means of relieving themselves from this desire in a lawful manner. By doing this, a Muslim would safeguard himself from falling into evil and would rid himself of the whispering of Satan. Jabir ibn Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah saw a woman that appealed to him, and he went to the house of Zainab, and after coming out said, a woman would be beautified in the eyes of man by Satan. If one of you sees a woman that appeals to him, let him then go to his family, and release that tension with his family. Tirmidhi. 2. The Prophet's desire to see his family. One should not spend too much time away from his family. If they happen to travel, they should try their best to come back as quickly as possible. The Prophet said, traveling is a form of punishment. It deprives a person of his food, drink and sleep. When he finishes his business, he should hurry back to his family. Bukhari. 3. Maintaining ties of compassion between husband and wife. Giving a gift is indeed a sign of love and companionship. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing fall up upon him, said, Give gifts, for indeed it creates love. Termity. For love to be well rooted in a family, giving a gift upon returning from a trip is important. It has been narrated if one of you travels on a trip, let him return with a gift for his family. Ibn Habban. Four. The Prophet would pay attention to his family. Being attentive to your family's needs and taking care of them are signs of a responsible spouse. Satan is always on the watch to harm a person and pull them away from what is ethical. The Prophet, may peace and a blessing fall upon him, said Allah has written the exact a portion of fornication Allah has written the exact portion of fornication in which a man will indulge there will be no escape from it, the fornication of the eye is the lustful look, the fornication of the ears is listening to sounds which stimulate the urges the fornication of the tongue is immoral speech the fornication of the hand is the lustful touch and the fornication of the feet is walking to the place where he intends to commit fornication. The heart yearns and desires, and the private parts will either approve all of that or restrain from it. Muslim. The Prophet, may peace and blessing for Allah be upon him, left an amazing example in relation to this. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, When believing woman. Migrated and gave the Pledge of Allegiance to the Prophet. He accepted the Pledge by word of mouth. The hands of the Prophet never touched the hand of any woman. Ibn Majah. 5. The Prophet trusted his family. Any individual who achieves success in life or reaches a position of power would be envied and quite naturally he would have enemies. When the hypocrite spread the false news accusing Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, of being unfaithful in her marriage, the Prophet, may peace and blessing be upon him, said, O Muslims, who will relieve me from that man who has hurt me with his evil statement about my family? By Allah, I know nothing except good about my family. Bukhari. 6. <clears throat> The Prophet openly professed his love for his family. Khadija, may Allah be pleased with her, had an unforgettable role in the life of the Prophet. He continued to remember and honor her till the day he died. Aisha said, I did not feel as jealous of any of the wives of the Prophet as much as I did of Khadija. Because the Prophet used to mention, mention her very often, Muslim. The Prophet, may peace and blessings be upon him, also said concerning Khadija, Allah blessed me with her love. In addition, he said, I love everyone that she loved. Aisha once said, Hasn't Allah given you someone better than her? The Prophet replied, No, by Allah. Allah has not given me a better one in her place. She believed in me when people denied me. She consoled me with her money when people deprived me and from her alone. I had children, Bukhari. Seven, the Prophet appeared clean when he met his family. A Muslim is ordered to be of high ethical moral character and to be hygienic in all his affairs. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, if one of you has sexual relations with his wife and afterward washes, sorry, if one of you, I repeat this hadith, the Prophet, may the blessing and peace of Allah be upon him, said, If one of you has sexual relationships with his wife and afterward wishes to continue, let them perform the wudu, ablution, Muslim. When asked about this, he said, it is a purer, better, and more hygienic. Abu Dawood. Eight, the Prophet, may peace and a blessing fall upon him, was considered. The Prophet forbade that one approaches his wife when she is not ready, thus alluding to the importance of foreplay. Imam Ibn Qudamah, may Allah have mercy on him, mentioned that the Messenger of Allah said, do not begin intercourse until she has experienced desire. Do not begin intercourse until she has experienced desire. Like the desire you experience, lest you fulfill your desire before she does. morning the Prophet may peace and a blessing Allah be upon him, also forbid that one leaves his wife after intercourse while she has not yet been satisfied. 9. The Prophet's Passion Towards His Wives True love is something that transcends all boundaries. It is displayed regardless of the situation one may be in. This is a lesson we learn from the life of our beloved Prophet. Urwa, may Allah have mercy on him. said, A man asked me, can a woman in minces serve me? I replied, Aisha told me that she used to calm the prophet's hair while she was in her minces, And he was in i'tikaf meaning in seclusion in the mosque for worship. He would bring his head near her while she was in her room. And she would calm his hair and she was in her minces Bukhari. 10. Never spread bedroom secrets. It is forbidden for either the husband or the wife to spread any bedroom secrets. The Prophet, may the blessing and peace of Allah be upon him, said, verily among the worst people before Allah on the day of resurrection is a man who approaches his wife sexually and then later spreads her secrets. Muslim. Asma bint Yazid said that she heard the Prophet saying, perhaps a man might tell others what he does with his wife, or perhaps a woman might inform someone what she did with her husband. The people were silent. I said, "I said, yes, O Messenger of Allah. Indeed, both women and men do that. The Prophet, may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, said, do not do that. It is similar to two devils who meet each other on a path and they have sex while people look on. al-Ghalil. That's the name of the book. 11. The prophet would pamper his wives. The prophet would call Aisha. Uh, Aish, a nickname for Aisha. Uh, the prophet would call Aisha. Aish, a nickname for Aisha. One day the prophet addressed her saying this is the Angel Gabriel conveying his greetings to you, Aisha. Aisha said, May peace and a blessing be upon him. O Messenger of Allah, you can see what I can't see. Bukhari. <coughs> the Prophet would also call Aisha Al humayra which means white skinned woman with reddish cheeks. Sil <coughs> The Prophet, <coughs> the Prophet would also call Aisha. Sorry, let me repeat that. The Prophet would also call Aisha al humaira which means white-skinned woman with reddish cheeks, silsila. Twelve, the Prophet would take rest under the same sheet with his wife. The Prophet would take sleep... <coughs> The prophet, the prophet would take uh, sleep next to his wife even when she was on her menstrual period. The prophet would sit with his wife, eat with her, drink with her, and show her affection during this time. Aisha said the prophet performed night prayers. <coughs> Aisha, said, <coughs> Aisha said the prophet performed night prayers while standing close to me and I was in my menstrual period. At times I would have a sheet over myself and a portion of that sheet would also be on the Prophet, Muslim. (coughs) Aisha also said the Prophet was resting on my lap while I was in my menstrual period and he was reciting the Quran, Bukhari. 13, the Prophet would bathe, with his, would bathe with his wife. The prophet would bathe with his wife. The prophet was always keen to make his family feel happy in situations. The prophet would bathe with his wife, as Aisha reports, I was bathing with the messenger of Allah and we were using one pot of water. <clears throat> he, the prophet, would rush to use the water before I could. And I would say leave some for me, leave some for me. Nisai fourteen. The prophet would kiss his wife. Compliment your spouse often with kisses. When exiting the house, make it a happy make it a habit. When exiting your house or when exiting the house, make it a habit that you kiss your wife. When you return home, greet your wife and kiss her as well to show, to show her that You must hear dearly. (coughs) Physical interactions in a marriage are very important. Physical interactions in a marriage are very important. Remember that actions speak louder than words. So do not just tell your wife that you love her, but also show her. A successful relationship depends upon the little things that we do. Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, said, One day the messenger of Allah wanted to kiss me. And I told him I'm fasting. He responded, I'm fasting as well, and he kissed me in spite of that. Silsila. <coughs> <coughs> the human nature of the prophet. <coughs> the human nature of the prophet. The messenger of Allah was a human being who was distinguished with the prophethood. Allah the Exalted commanded him to convey the message of Islam to humankind at large so that they would be saved from the oppression of man-made systems and be delivered to the justice of God's system. Allah the Exalted says, Say, O Muhammad, I am only a man like you to whom has been revealed that your God is one God. So whoever would hope for the meeting of his Lord, let him do the righteous work and not associate in the worship of his Lord anyone. Quran chapter 18 verse 110 (coughs) The prophet has no share in divinity. The prophet has no share in divinity. He does not know the unseen, nor can he extend harm or benefit uh, to anyone. He does not have power to change the forces of nature. Allah the Exalted says, Say, O Muhammad, I hold not for myself the power of benefit or harm, except what Allah has willed. And if I knew the the unseen, I could have acquired much wealth, and no harm would have touched me. I'm only a warner and a bringer of good tidings to a people who believe. Quran chapter seven verse one hundred and eighty eight. <clears throat> even though the prophet was favored, even though the prophet was favored with his mission of preaching the word of God, he was never arrogant about it. He said, "May peace and the blessing fall up upon him. Do not exaggerate in praising me as the Christians exaggerated in their praise of Jesus, the Son of Mary." Indeed, I am only the servant of God. Say so, the servant of God and his messenger. (coughs) So say, again, indeed, I am only the servant of God. So say, the servant of God. So say, the servant of God and his messenger, Bukhari. (coughs) Hadith number 3445. Again, I will repeat this. (laughs) Even though the prophet was favored with this mission of preaching the word of God, he was never arrogant about it. He said, do not exaggerate in appraising me as the Christians exaggerated in their praise of Jesus, the son of Mary. Indeed, I am only the servant of God. So, say the servant of God and his messenger. Bukhari hadith number 3445. The prophet was only a human, not an immortal Allah the Exalted says Muhammad is only a messenger other messengers have passed on before him so if he was to die or be killed would you turn back on your heels to unbelief and he who turns back on his heels will never harm Allah at all but Allah will reward the grateful Quran chapter 3 verse 144 <coughs> The Prophet was susceptible to all human conditions, including illness. Abdullah Mas'ud said, I visited the Prophet while he was sick, and he said, No Muslim is afflicted with a difficulty, even if it be a prick, even if it be a prick from a thorn, except that Allah would forgive his sins on account of that discomfort. His sins would be removed from his record in a manner similar to the way. Leaves fall of a tree, Bukhari. The Prophet, may peace and the blessing of Allah be upon him, experienced sadness as anyone would. In fact, he experienced all human emotions. When the Prophet's son, Ibrahim, fell extremely ill, and it was evident that he would not survive the sickness, the Prophet, peace be upon him, proceeded immediately to see his son. Tears flowed from his eyes, and after he died, meaning after his son died, the Prophet said, The eyes shed tears and the heart is grieved, but we do not say anything except that which pleases Allah. Indeed, Ibrahim, indeed, O Ibrahim, we are bereaved by your departure from us, Muslim. <coughs> <coughs> The Prophet also became distracted on certain occasions. <clears throat> Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah led us in a prayer and he performed only two units of the prayer and then ended it prematurely, meaning earlier. He missed something. People wondered whether the prayer was shortened and the companions were. Hesitant to speak to the Prophet. It was then that a man known as Dhul-Yadin or dhul, or dhul Yadin, as dhul Yadin asked the Prophet, O Messenger of Allah, have you forgotten or has the prayer been shortened? The Prophet replied, I have neither forgotten nor has the prayer been shortened. He then said, you have forgotten, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet then inquired, Is what Dhul said true? The people said, yes, it is true. The prophet stood up and completed the remainder of the prayer that was forgotten by him, Bukhari. (coughs) The prophet is not infallible. The prophet is not infallible when it comes to matters that pertain to the life of this world. The prophet is not infallible when it comes to matters that pertain to the life of this world. The prophet passed by an orchard and he saw a group of people pollinating a field of date palms he said i do not think this will benefit in the least when this reached them they refrained from doing it the prophet then said this is just a thought for indeed i am a human being like you my personal thoughts can be correct and incorrect he then went on to say i didn't say Allah said, for I will never forge a lie against Allah. Ahmed. <clears throat> the, prophet's, the Prophet's humane behavior. The Prophet's humane behavior. One, people in general. People in general. The Prophet was very humane in his treatment of others. He said, O oh Allah, Muhammad is only a human being. And he becomes angry like others do. So any believer that I have hurt, or spoken harshly towards or have punished. Make that for him a source of forgiveness and a means of becoming closer to you on the day of resurrection. Muslim. Two, Two, judicial rulings. The Prophet was also humane when he issued judicial rulings. He said, I'm only a human being. When you come to me to determine who is right or wrong, one of you may be more convincing in presenting his side, and I would be convinced by it. I will judge by what I hear, so whoever I judge in their favor and I give them what does not belong to them, let them not take it, for indeed he is being dealt a portion of the fire, Bukhari. Three, his social life. The Prophet, may peace and the blessing for Allah be upon him, was humane in his social life. He got married and encouraged others to get married and have children. Allah the Exalted says, And we have already sent messengers before you and decreed for them wives and descendants. And it was not for a messenger to come with a sign except by the permission of Allah. For every term is a decree. Quran chapter 13 verse 38 For the Prophet's human behavior towards his family, the messenger of Allah would show concern over the well-being of his family. He safeguarded them from anything that would harm their honor or affect their reputation. The Prophet's concern in relation to this was balanced. The Prophet said, "Indeed, showing concern or displaying a sense of honor is of two types. The first type is beloved to Allah, and the second is despised by Allah." As for the type beloved to Allah, it is when concern is shown In a situation where one's reputation may be harmed. As for the type despised by Allah, it is when concern is shown, when there is no reason to be concerned. 5. The Messenger's Forgiving Nature The Messenger of Allah overlooked the jealousy of his wives and dealt with it in the best manner. His attitude was so beautiful that it immediately diffused any tension. Anas bin Malik said while the message of Allah was at the home of one of his wives another one of his wives had sent a plate of food to him that wife struck the hand of the servant so that the plate fell on the ground and the dish broke the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi simply said your mother has become jealous and he kept the broken dish in the home where he was and sent a replacement back to the other wife Bukhari six <clears throat> the Prophet's loyalty to his family, Allah Akbar. The Prophet's loyalty to his family, Allah Akbar. Loyalty, loyalty, fidelity, and reciprocating beautiful gestures all indicate the beauty of one's character. Whenever Khadija was mentioned in the presence of the Prophet, وسلم, he would speak highly of her and praise her greatly. Aisha said, I felt so jealous one day that I said to the Prophet, hasn't Allah given you better than her? He, peace, may peace and peace be upon him, said, No, by Allah, he has not given me a better one in her place. She believed in me when others denied me. She consoled me when, with her money, when people deprived me. And from her alone, I was blessed with children, Bukhari. 7. The Prophet's Beautiful manner in Dealing with His Family During the Prophet's entire life and before the advent of the message of Islam, it was never recorded that he ever struck a woman. Every home has its problems and the Prophet's homes were no exception. Aisha said the messenger of Allah never hit any woman, nor did he use vulgar language. When the people of Quraysh struck the Prophet during the Battle of Uhud, and his tooth was broken and he was bleeding from the wound, and it was said to him, O Messenger of Allah, supplicate to Allah against them. The Messenger replied, Allah did not send me to curse or mock others. Rather, He sent me as a guide and a source of mercy. He then said, O Allah, guide my people, for they know not. Bayhaqi. Eight, the compassion of the Prophet towards his family. The Messenger of Allah married nine wives. Each marriage had its specific reasons. The reason the Prophet ﷺ married his wife Sauda bint Zama was solely to show her love and compassion. When the Prophet married her, she was fifty-five years old, five years older than the Prophet. The marriage shocked the people of Makkah, for Sauda was not beautiful. Neither did she possess anything that any man would desire. The Prophet only married her to show her her compassion, for she had arrived in Medina from Abyssinia as a widow. After a period of time, the Prophet contemplated divorcing her so that she would not be burdened with the duties of a wife towards a husband. But instead she insisted, O Messenger of Allah, do not divorce me, keep me as your wife, And I will give my day to Aisha. Allah revealed the following verse because of this. There is no sin upon them if they make terms of settlement between them. And settlement is best. For she wanted to be the wife of the messenger in the hereafter. Termini. Nine. Mercy towards his family. The messenger of Allah entered the masjid and saw ropes tied between two pillars. And he asked, what is this for? He was told, it is for your Wife Zainab, who prolongs her voluntary night prayer so much that she holds it when she becomes weak from standing. The Prophet said, Remove it. Let one of you pray as much as they can, and once they feel tired, they should sit down. Nisa'i. The Prophet did not want his family to overcome by difficulty or to be overcome by difficulty. So he mentioned the importance of praying as much as one could. This is also a great reminder that Allah sent us the religion to be a source of ease, not difficulty. 10. The Messenger's Forbearing Nature The Messenger of Allah was the most forbearing individual. He would at times hear his family's words that may have hurt his feelings, but he would not react in a state of emotion. Instead, he would give and easily overlook these matters. He usually would respond simply by smiling and by showing his wives a great amount of love. One day Aisha raised her voice over the Prophet's voice. Abu Bakr heard this and he became so angry that he came to hit uh, his daughter. The Prophet prevented Abu Bakr from doing anything. When he left, the Prophet told Aisha, What do you say about what I just did? I saved you from that man. Abu Bakr visited them after a few days and found that the Prophet and Aisha were laughing together and he said, allow me to join to join in your happiness. Allow me to join in your happiness. They said to him, yes indeed, yes indeed, Abu Dawood. <clears throat> 11. Ease in relationships. The Prophet said to his followers, make things easy for others and do not make them difficult. Bukhari. This is also how the Prophet dealt with people and it was the basis of his conduct in general. Aisha said, A gift of some food was given to Hafsa and I, and we both broke our voluntary fast prematurely. When the Messenger of Allah saw us, we told him, O oh, Messenger of Allah, this food was given to us as a gift. So we felt like eating it, and we ate. The Prophet said, Don't worry. Fast a day in the place of this one that you have broken, Bukhari. <clears throat> Twelve. Generosity towards one wives, the best morsel of food, the best morsel of food and the best drink of water is that which you give to your family, your wife. The Prophet, may peace be upon him, said, you will not contribute anything in the path of Allah except that you will be rewarded for it. Even a morsel of food you put into the mouth of your wife, Bukhari. Thirteen, he was never bored with his family. The messenger of allah was very sensitive towards the feelings of his wives and he would not become easily upset because of what they did aisha said i was with the prophet on a trip and a necklace of mine was broken and lost the messenger of allah stayed there to search for it and so did the people along with him there was no water at that place so the people went to abu Bakr and said don't you see what aisha has done she has made the Messenger of allah and the people stay where there is no water and they have no water with them. Aisha said her father came to her while the messenger of Allah was sleeping with his head on her thigh, and he said to her, you have detained the messenger of Allah and the people where there is no water, and they have no water with them. So he admonished me and said what Allah wished him to say and hit me on my shoulder with his hand. Nothing prevented me from moving because of pain other than The fact that the Prophet was on my thigh. The messenger of Allah got up when dawn broke and there was no water. So Allah revealed the verses of tayammum, dry ablution, so they all performed tayammum. Aisha added, When the camel on which I was riding moved from its place, the necklace was found beneath it. Bukhari. 14. Giving thoughtful gifts. When husband and wife exchange roses... This would indicate the love that is present between them. The Prophet may peace be upon him, said, whoever is offered a basil flower, a basil flower, let him not reject it, for it is easy to carry and has a good smell. Muslim. 15. Good attire and appearance. Having a good appearance and a good scent is something that would <coughs> cause others to feel comfortable with. As she said, I could see the glimmer of perfume on the Prophet's head while he was in the state of ihram. Nisa'i. When Aisha was asked, what would the Prophet do when he entered your home? She replied, when he entered, he would start with Siwak brushing his teeth. Ibn Majah. The Prophet would always stay in a state of purity and cleanliness. Anas bin Malik replied, I never smelled any scent more pleasant than the scent of the Prophet himself, Muslim. 16. Informing others that he loved his wives. The Prophet openly announced his love for his family to train his companions to be passionate towards their families. Amr ibn al-As once asked, Who is the most beloved of all people to you? He replied, Aisha. He then clarified, I meant from among the men, he he said, than her father. He further asked, than who? He replied, than Umar, Bukhari. 17. Fearing for the safety of his family. Fear is a natural emotion, fearing for the safety of his family. This is 17. Fear is a natural emotion which the Prophet experienced. He did not want his family to be harmed by anything. Anas and Abu Talha saw the Prophet riding with uh, Safiya. And while on the road, the camel tripped and the Prophet and his wife Safiya fell off. When the companions saw this, they rushed towards him and he said, I'm all right. And he uh, showed great concern over Safia, Bukhari. Eighteen, well-being of the family in the hereafter. Well-being of the family in the afterlife. The Prophet loved good goodness. The Prophet loved goodness for his family, and was very keen that they be that they be in a state of good affairs, especially <clears throat> when it came to achieving the pleasure of Allah. Allah the Exalted says, "Every soul will taste death." And you will only be given your full compensation on the day of resurrection. So he who eludes the fire and is admitted to paradise has attained his desire. And what is the life of this world except the enjoyment of delusion? Quran chapter 3 verse 185. The messenger of Allah would take care of his family and guide them to their rewarding deeds. Um Salama said, the messenger of Allah got up from sleep startled one night and said, Subhanallah, far removed is God from every imperfection. What a great reward has Allah revealed today. And what great trials have been sent down. Who will wake up the ones sleeping in these rooms, his wives, to pray at night? For indeed, a person may be clothed in this life, but naked in the afterlife. Bukhari. (coughs) 19. Prohibition of spying on the family and the importance of trusting them. The Prophet disapproved of one's overprotective behavior towards their family. The Prophet advised his companions to trust their wives. This advice is embodied in the action of the Prophet. Whenever he returned home from a trip, his family would be informed that he was in town so that they could prepare to meet him. In this manner, his family would appear in the best way For him, Abu Dawood. (coughs) 20. The generosity of the Prophet. The Prophet had a keen sense of generosity. He said, If Allah has a blessed one with goodness, let them share that goodness with their family. (laughs) Sahih al Jami'. The Prophet always applied what he preached. Anas said that Um Sulaim sent a gift of fresh dates to the Messenger, from which he took a few for himself and sent the rest to his wives. (laughs) Sahih. Uh, 21 humble nature of the Prophet whoever humbles himself Allah will elevate their status the Prophet never thought less of anyone around him and he never put them down this is how he was in terms of his ethical behavior Anas one of his companions said may Allah be pleased with him said the Prophet went down on one knee so that Safiya his wife, could step on it to mount her camel, Bukhari. 22. Knowing the emotional side of his wives, the Prophet would invest the time required to find out how his wives felt. He told Aisha, Indeed, I know when you are happy with me and when you are upset with me. She asked, How is that? He replied, When you are happy with me, you say, By the Lord of the Prophet Muhammad. And when you are upset with me, you say, by the Lord of the Prophet, Ibrahim Bukhari. The Prophet's social side with his family. One, gentleness towards the family. The Prophet was very gentle towards his family. The Prophet instructed us. The Prophet was very gentle with his family. I'll, I'll stop here. Uh, that's the, and I'll continue. That's the end of part one. We'll continue later on part two. Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah.